Hey everyone, welcome to Saturday Night Popcorn. This is Jason. And this is Kai, and we have another great discussion for you today. Uh, the movie of the day, actually, this month, I'll reiterate it, this month we're watching documentaries about the making of movies. Uh, this week is actually Burden of Dreams from 1982. Herzog, I don't know why I can't remember the man's first name right now. and I can't find it in my notes, so sorry. Warner Herzog, thank you. So we have a co-host. <laughs> Um, (laughs) I'll say it, spoiler warning, it's a documentary, so there's really no spoilers, but we'll get into it. Uh, We'll give a brief description before we actually start talking about the film. So Burden of Dreams is a documentary that that takes us behind the scenes of one of the most daring and difficult film projects ever attempted, Werner Herzog, uh, Werner Herzog's Fitz Carlotto, a story of a man who wants to bring opera to the heart of Amazon jungle. The film re- reveals the incredible challenges, dangers, and obsessions that Herzog and his crew faced as they tried to realize his vision of hauling a 30, uh, 320-ton steamship over a mountain. Don't recommend it. Um, without any special effects or models. Burden of Dreams is not only a fascinating portrait of a filmmaker's passion madness, but also a stunning exploration of the beauty and the horror of the natural world. <laughs> yeah, that, that is actually a really good description because it's like... That's perfect, actually. It, yeah. it goes through exactly what, it especially ends with that like big old boat that he's like lugging up the hill and everything. And, and But there uh, were multiple what, attempts, though. Like, yeah. How many attempts until you would have been like, okay, I'm calling it? Because he said like seven or something like that. I don't know. I probably, Patty and I were talking about it. It's like, I probably would have been the one that said like, all right, the engineer says don't do it. So let's not do it. Yeah. (laughs) He was like, nah, we got this. Because the engineer was like, hey, you need a 20% slope or something like that. He was like, nah, we need 40. Yeah. (laughs) 20 is not going to do anything. (laughs) Well, from that, okay. Yeah. What I love about this movie or this documentary is that it really focused on the indigenous people within the Amazon. Yes. But... And then Herzog is like really compassionate and wants to show these indigenous people because he even spoke Spanish too. He even spoke Spanish. And Patty was like, I'm pretty sure that they don't speak Spanish traditionally, that they just must have learned it because like everyone else around them had like yeah. no Spanish. But the indigenous it, it people like must have their own westernized. language. Yeah, it seemed like they yeah. were not westernized, but it seemed like they were starting to be infiltrated by the neighboring cities because they had like Mickey Mouse shirts the, and different non-traditional yeah, things like the, that they the were Western wearing. world and stuff. Yeah. And so I like that, that it was like a big show of the indigenous people and, and all that stuff. Yeah. But then to get to that part where he's like lugging the boat up there, he's like, the engineer's like, well, you have a possibility of killing some of these people. Yes. Like actually killing some of these people. And then Herzog's like, I don't care. This is my film. I want to do it. It's like, what was the first so hour so of you saying that? Forth. This- <laughs> yeah, he was like, "I love these people. I don't want to harm them." He's paying them all this money that they would have never received yeah. before, and then he's like, "Nah, they're good. This ship's not going to hurt anybody." Like, and then uh, engineers okay. like thirty people probably could die more. He's like, yeah. "Okay." Fine. <laughs> <laughs> like I'll slow Man, down. I was like, "What the but hell then he was that?" Three like- ships, though. That was the thing that got me the most. Was like he needed three ships for like different portions of the film, and I'm like, dude, this is a lot. Like, what? What and was your budget? 
Right. And and this one, I, I saw this as like stark contrasts, it, almost similar to the Hearts of Darkness. With That's actually Francis my question Coppola. is like, yeah, <clears throat> I'm going to jump in real quick. That was my question mm-hmm. was like, who do you think had a more difficult time making their film? I think Herzog, because of my point is that he actually had to worry about investors in his yeah. movie. And investors telling him, like, I'm not going to pay for that or I'm not going to mm-hmm. do back that. Where Coppola had, I think he was fighting himself most of all inside of that movie, inside of that, yeah. that production. But he was paying for it. And granted, he got some help from like what uh, uh, United Artists and stuff, I think. Mm-hmm. But I think Herzog also had to deal with like that these like indigenous people kind of live their lives also like like mm-hmm. they were like almost trying to kill each other and stuff and it's well, like- <laughs> the one guy got shot with an arrow gosh got shot in the arrow with and <laughs> shot in the neck with an arrow and then the lady got shot in the hip so they were having all our right? balls while they were making this film i kind of saw i i saw herzog because i liked his understanding of like of the reason why he had like two camps because like they were asking him like oh why do you separate the indigenous people in mm-hmm. one camp and then you guys in in another camp where he was almost afraid of of imposing too much onto yeah the indigenous Forcing people yeah western ways on them yeah and it's like I, I understood that because he's he was almost like a like a wildlife uh observer too where he can't really intervene in their natural lives where yeah. where he, he was saying those attacks on each other were tribes attacking each other. Mm-hmm. And it's like, he can't really intervene on that because that's how they kind of live their lives and stuff. Yeah. Like, like if they kind of approach and wanting to like attack the production people, I don't know. It was like a weird understanding that like, he couldn't really step in. It's almost like when you go and like, when people go to like, Africa and stuff and watch lions and stuff and gazelles. Mm -hmm. You can't go and stop the gazelle or the lion from killing the gazelle. It's like, that's how natural selection works. That's how their life works too. And it's It's like, like just because we're civilized or like not civilized, (laughs) just because we don't like the, the, the blood and guts of everything and and all that stuff. We can't let them not do it. (laughs) It really felt like he was a, he was a fly on the wall and like, he was okay with that. Like he didn't want, like you said, to impose on these people's everyday life. He's like, Hey, I'm just here for this finite amount of time. I need to get these shots and then I'm out of your hair. And he didn't want to change their view of the world in any way. Right. Right. I don't know for you. What do you think? Who do you think had the worst time? I think he had a difficult, cause he had, he'd like, I don't know if I could have continued like with Coppola, his things, like you said, it was a couple little, actor switches and money Herzog filmed like 50% of the movie they said, and then had to (laughs) scrap it and then start over. I would have been like, okay, I'm done. Like I'm let's make something else. Like I can't keep doing this. So I definitely think Herzog had a more difficult time. And then towards the end when they were like doing the, the, the finale of the movie, pulling that, 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 uh, steam engine or steamship, Mm -hmm. What the the narrator that said it was bolt? like four years after he started production of this thing, and it's like yes. you you really waited four years to like all right like let's do this, 
but I don't know. He, it, it's yeah, his it's his vision. Patty said that. Yeah, <laughs> Patty said that he almost said the same stuff as as uh, as Coppola, Coppola, where it's like it's yeah. it's my my vision, and it's like I'm gonna mm-hmm. wait as long as possible to do my vision, and I'm gonna like tackle whatever I want to get my vision. So but it's true. That's true passion. I don't know if. I don't know if that's if if people still have that same type of passion now. It seems like everything is okay. I'm I'm into this for this amount of time, and then I'm on to the next. Where a lot of people from the past, even like early two thousands, like you hear about mostly athletes is what where you hear about it, but they committed to okay, I want to be the best at what I do, and just did it for years, and then now they're superstars. And a lot of the the older filmmakers were the same way. Like you hear about, oh, the passion, my vision. I see it this way. It has to be this way or mm. I'm not doing it. And it it doesn't seem like you hear too many people speak that way now. Yeah, it, it, I like the way he ended the film where he, he's making comments that like, we all have the same dreams. It's just me mm-hmm. as a filmmaker or an artist, I can articulate our dreams. And... Yeah. And it's like, I like the way he kind of stated that, where it's like, it almost, it, it's almost poetic and it almost kind of elevates Herzog. I think Herzog has a very good way of like elevating himself. Like he has a very, like, he, they all have egos that are like above everyone else. Mm-hmm. But I think Herzog can do it where it's like, you don't even understand that he's like putting himself all the way up here. Yeah. <laughs> You're almost like mystified by his voice and everything. <laughs> oh, dude, he sounded like uh, Christoph Waltz from Who Django. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. The whole time, like, because I think I like, I, I turned it on and then like stepped away, like stepped into the kitchen for a second and I heard the voice and I'm like, is, is he narrating this? I'm like, oh no, that's the man's voice. Like, okay. <laughs> It's almost like he would like it, like he can convince you to do things. And you're like, what? Like you're like, you wake up the next day and you're like, what? <laughs> Nothing nefarious. He told but me it's to like... jump off a cliff with yeah. a parachute, and I did it. <laughs> yeah, you could almost get lost in his me? words and his his oh yeah his way of speaking and stuff. And the cadence and everything. You're like, dang man. Okay, I'll do it. I'll try it because you said it. I'll do it. Yeah. One uh, one question for you. Uh, none. Either of us have not seen this movie, right? The movie that he's actually trying to make. Mm-hmm. I'd actually does, never heard of it. Does this... So with, with Hearts of Darkness, it was a documentary about making Apocalypse Now. Apocalypse we Now. both mm-hmm. saw Apocalypse Now before we saw I it. have seen clips of Apocalypse. I clips haven't seen the whole thing. Okay. Yeah. I, know, I, knew, I know of it. I just haven't seen the whole movie. Now, a, a thing that I thought about when I was watching this, like, does this, does this documentary make you want to watch the movie? It wanted, It made me want to get a better understanding of the movie. So yeah, I guess yeah, I guess I would watch it, knowing like now I know the backstory of fifty percent of the film was already created with Mick Jagger, <laughs> and then they scrapped it, and then now it's a totally different film. So I kind of it kind of got me interested in watching it. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, I wonder like if someone accidentally just watched this documentary before they even like. Because throughout the whole movie, the whole documentary, I had no clue what movie he was talking about. And he yeah, kept saying talk this about it much. Fitzcarraldo and everything. And I was like, okay, I get that. 
but is that mm-hmm. what the movie's called? <laughs> <laughs> I think I had to check IMDb and that's like the description of Burden of Dreams and it said the name of the movie and I was like, oh, okay. But I had never yeah. heard of the movie before. Me either. And on Letterboxd, you can see both of them. Like if you go on Letterboxd and you like search Burden of Dreams and you, you search... Basically, I, I went into... Uh, what's nice about Letterboxd is that you can kind of go into... Herzog and what he directed, what he yeah. kind of acted in and stuff. And so I was able to find that there's Fitzcarraldo and stuff as one of his movies. And I don't know, it, it, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting, like you said, to have this kind of like look into the production. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, all right, did all of this hard work to do everything practically come out the way you wanted and stuff? Like, does it really make a difference? I guess and I'm assuming so, so because yeah, because Burden of Dreams is in the Criterion Collection, right? Like I so don't know, I'm maybe it's because it of the decent. subject matter. I think That's it's the subject true. matter, like the way he, the the way the the documentary kind of approached this, like it, it's almost like an environmental documentary. It's like yeah, like this is something you can totally watch in like in like a, a environmental science uh, course. It's it's about a filmmaker, but mm-hmm. you see the impact of the what rainforest. we're doing about on the rainforest yeah. and the Amazon. And and they also had like a thing that they, they believe that the Amazon, the Amazon basin right? by 2010 was going to be yeah. completely cleared out. And yeah. I, I didn't look at look that up if that's actually came about because it's now 2023 and stuff. And yeah. <laughs> um, but but I don't know. It's I think we do have a little bit more con- conservation and understanding of yeah. the Amazon. But there's a lot of people out there that don't give a shit about it. So also, <laughs> like, <laughs> also very true. I think we're and, teetering. I, I think it's gotten better, but we're still teetering. I think so too. But one thing was Patty was like so shocked. She was like, Is that how they make rubber? Is that like how a rubber's made? Oh, with the tree? Yeah, that <laughs> yeah. blew my mind. It's slicing the tree up and then it just oozes out like glue. Yeah, yeah. I was That's like, Man. Who figured that out? I've so anytime like I see a, a documentary or a film where it's like, Oh, this is how this is made. I'm like, who's the first person that came up with this shit? Who was like, <laughs> right? let me cut this tree. Ooh, what's this white stuff? Ooh, it's bouncy. Like, what? Well, or even nice. the um, <laughs> when they made their <laughs> when the indigenous people made their their alcohol. Their alcohol. Yeah, yeah. chewing it and spit. I'm like, who thought of that? Who was like, yo, let's get the the yucca, let's chew it up, let's stir it up, chew it up, spit it back, and then drink it questions it Just works questions got them drunk it works and everything yeah i heard it's actually really good it's actually a lot of people like can't get past the fact that they have to chew it up and spit it back out but well, doing the movie couldn't that get just like it. adds the the bacteria like the yeast and everything yeah. yeah but i heard it's pretty good um i would try just don't it, tell it, me what, what was like that. yeah that it's i know right like just like just let me just drink it and stuff, and then I'll. I, yeah. If I drink enough of it, I'll forget about it, right? <laughs> exactly. Tell me about it when I'm drunk. Like, oh, hey, you know that was in my mouth. Like, yeah, oh, okay, right. cool. Yeah, it was delicious. Yeah. <laughs> I'll deal with that later. <laughs> exactly. I don't know, but I. The the thing I also thought about, like the whole time he was trying to like 
do all these things. Like you said, he had like three different boats. All mm-hmm. the boats were were stuck somewhere and all this stuff. He's filming on location. He has to deal with like the indigenous people fighting each other. He wants he has to deal with like the the actual land rights of things and and nowadays we see a lot of movies being made with a bunch of cgi where i'm assuming someone nowadays is like okay i want to make a film like that but let me do it in a studio in the back Mm -hmm. of hollywood and stuff like like do you do you see this happening i guess that that's a question i asked last time too where it's like this more often is fading away that like oh yeah like i'm not gonna go film like on location like like and then like live in the middle of the jungle and all this stuff like i feel like that's like that's a dying art i think that i think that goes back to the passion i think artists back then had to figure it out they were like we only have so much technology so to get the best image and the best feel for film, TV, whatever, we have to be there. We have to be there, immerse ourselves in that land. And now we're so privileged to not have to do that. Like we can just be like, oh, go to YouTube, get some footage. We can toss it on this large screen, this large blue screen, and we're good to go. We'll put some sand on the ground and make it look like we're actually there. And you don't have to actually go anywhere. It can be on a back lot. But... You, it, the movie or the film and TV feels different when that happens. Like you mm-hmm. can see the difference in lighting and the difference in how the film or television show looks compared to like, oh, you were on location. You see a random bug may fly through the scene or a leaf falls down. Like you can't get that when you're in a studio. Yeah. You had like the variability of the environment around you that's like yeah. still living its life too. Where it's <laughs> yeah. you're just interrupting for that. Yeah, I get hour that. And a half or whatever. It, it's that's why it's like I can go back and watch the original Star Wars trilogy and be like, this looks like it's like it came out like yesterday and stuff. And then like yeah. you go back and watch like the like the the second trilogy or the trilogy that just came out. And you're like, I can't watch this like this. I know that this is this came out On during technology that like is like way in the past now where mm-hmm. where the original Star Wars trilogy, it's like they have like a lot of models and they're doing all this stuff. They're blowing up those models like someone sat there and made that for like hours on end. And yep. then like George Lucas Just is to like, go, I'm going to blow that thing up yes, tomorrow. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, yeah, it does feel different where it's like yeah. you, you can understand that like this was made a long time ago, but it still feels fresh. Um, yeah, because I think we've talked about it before. Like you can turn on a movie or even seeing a trailer. Like you can see a trailer for a film. Like If you don't see you just see the name, you don't see the year it came out and you can be like, oh, was this is this 2023? It's like, no, this came out in the 70s. It's like, oh, shit, like this looks <laughs> like, great still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah right and it, yeah i think it's all environment like we've we were too reliant on the blue screens grease green screens we just have to have people go outside and uh film movies again touch grass yeah, yeah. i try to do it once a month yeah goodness <laughs> <laughs> you're at one with the world once a yes. month 
Yes, I can be one in, with the world inside my own home. It's fine. <laughs> you just peek out the window like, ooh, it's yeah. green out there. I, I grow plants in my house and everything. I can touch that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but uh, who, who do you find yourself like recommending this to? That is a great question. Um, anyone interested in... I would say you kind of hit the nail on the head. I would say like National Geographic uh, Discovery Channel style docs because it doesn't feel like right? you're watching the making of a film. You're you're more so watching someone film native people, and then there happens to be a movie that's being filmed filmed there. Right, like just. It's sad because like you're you're almost watching like an ecological disaster kind of happening yeah. in slow motion, basically like in yeah. very slow motion. But yeah, it, it almost like you almost lose the fact that there's a movie being made. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I think anybody that enjoys Herzog, I think a lot of people uh, can probably like. I think there's a lot of people that would be like, oh, like. I don't know what that guy looked like or who his name, what his name was, but I, I, I've seen some stuff from this guy. Mm-hmm. I've seen him act in things and they, they love him. And, um, and I think, yeah, I think anybody that enjoys Herzog and wants to see like his artistic style, but I think this one is very approachable for anybody that is not interested in movies where it's like, yeah. I don't give a shit about this like filmmaking thing. But I want to learn about the Amazon tribal people and everything and like yeah. the people that like live their everyday lives and and, and it almost be like I like those people are like, I don't, I don't want you looking at me like I just want to <laughs> go back to my to my land to my spot and everything. I just want <laughs> Can I go back to making arrows like just get out yeah. of here. They almost look tired of like having the white people just stare at them. It's like honestly, okay, can I go back? Yeah, are we done? Like it's been three hours. Like I just want to eat, make arrows, (laughs) hang out with my family. Come on. Well, did you write this movie? I I, last time I didn't write the Hearts of Darkness. I didn't write this one either. It's difficult. Like I think we we might have talked about this off camera, but. If I'm able to watch the documentary and be intrigued by the subject matter after the hour and a half, two hours, I like it. I'll just, <clears throat> I won't even give it a rating. Yeah. I'll just say, like, okay, I, I enjoyed it. It did what it was trying to do. It got me yeah. interested in the filmmaking process or it showed me the filmmaking mm-hmm. process, but then it also wanted me to look up more more information about the amazon and more information about the indigenous people within the amazon and stuff and and stuff like that where it's like yeah it did it did what it wanted to do and everything but uh, i think if you want to like enjoy the the film process or the film itself then go watch the film and stuff but i think this yeah. kind of hits hits on a different level yeah yeah i agree with that this was good enough for me yeah right all right kai you want to take us out yeah. Uh, thanks for joining us for another episode of Saturday Night Popcorn. I'm Kai. And I'm Jason, and we'll be back next week with another one. And please let us know if you've seen this documentary, Burden of uh, Burden of Dreams, and let us know what you thought about it in the comments. And please like and subscribe to our channel, um, Saturday Night Popcorn. Mm-hmm.